0: Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein.
1: Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Trish Kroger, Vice President and General Manager of the Technical Computing Initiative in Intel's Data Center Group. Welcome, Trish. Thank you. So, Trish, it's been about a year since you've been on the program. Why don't we go ahead and remind the audience about your role at Intel and your background in the high-performance computing arena?
0: So, yeah, I joined Intel about a year and a half ago to lead their high-performance computing area, and it's been great. It's been a crazy year and a half, but a lot of learning it has been a great time to be with high-performance computing. I've been working with HPC for probably the last 15 years years now. So it's just another chapter in my adventure with high-performance computing. Now,
1: you have a history in actually overseeing the running and deployment of high-performance computing systems, have experience with the scientists that are doing research on high-performance computing. What is the most exciting thing heading into Supercomputing 18 in terms of where the scientific community is and the types of challenges they're trying to solve with high-performance computing?
0: So, I think the big buzz is how high performance computing is being merged, and we call it converged or part of now AI and big data. So no longer are we just looking at the mathematical models that are you know physics based, theory based, and that's what you would use to model, then simulate and then predict. Now we're talking about using data and this massive amounts of data from all the experimental facilities. And it's a way to, number one, speed up the time to insight by using that as part of the whole workflow you would in a high-performance computing simulation. And it's also, with the data, we're able to do better insights because it's. I think a a great example is in weather where we can actually be taking measurements as we're modeling and simulating them and do a comparison and really then feed that back. And so we're getting more and more accurate in our predictions and therefore you know when to bring an umbrella or not.
1: (laughs) I think that what's interesting is to see how scientists who have worked For so many years in forwarding high-performance compute capability are really integrating these new thoughts in terms of artificial intelligence. It does seem like a confluence of different spaces of the industry coming together in a way in terms of pushing computing forward.
0: I agree, and I think it's really exciting. In high-performance computing, we are always focused on performance. You know, that's what we drive for. We need more and more, you know, and we keep asking for. And it's turning out that these other workloads need exactly the same thing. And I think that's why they are converging into high performance computing. I almost feel like we need to change the name, even though I think high-performance computing is accurate, but it's no longer this niche market. It really is becoming that fundamental core. You see it moving into the cloud, and our big cloud providers are offering high-performance computing. I mean, it's just becoming a standard need across so many workloads.
1: Now, Intel made some very big noise ahead of supercomputing this year, with some disclosures about our Xeon Scalable family of processors. Obviously, Intel fuels the vast majority of the largest high-performance compute clusters in the world. Tell me about what we announced and how it fits into the broader themes of supercomputing.
0: Yeah, we announced the Cascade Lake Advanced Performance. And so this is a new class of the Intel Xeon Scalable processors. And it's really our leadership product for high-performance computing. So it's going to, it achieves this performance through an optimized multi-chip packaging. So it's an innovative packaging to deliver the high compute, high memory bandwidth, and the low latency that we all need in our high performance workloads. I mean, we're talking about unprecedented memory bandwidth, 48 cores with 12 DDRF 4 memory channels. It's just going to be a great part for the demanding workloads that we're facing.
1: Now, high-performance computing is obviously one space that this platform will fit into.
0: Where else are we targeting it
1: in terms of workloads?
0: Well, I think it's also going to be important for AI, for infrastructure as a service, just in general. I mean, this is going to be our highest performing part. And so I think you're going to see people gravitate towards it when they need that memory bandwidth, when they need that higher core count with that performance.
1: So, Intel also shared an early customer that is using the Cascade Lake advanced performance.
0: Can you tell me about that? Sure. In fact, as many of us saw at SC, HLRN is standing up loud and proud about using our new Intel processor in their future system that will be deployed at the end of 2019.
1: And then, obviously, we're also doing work on optimizations of frameworks, in the high-performance computing and AI space to advance capabilities on Intel architecture-based solutions. Can you tell me about the work that we're showcasing from that front?
0: As we talk about this convergence between the HPC, big data, AI space, we are looking at how we have these different resource managers that we are using in both the HPC space and the AI space. So some of the announcements at SC talked about how we can work these together better. We have looked at how to run TensorFlow and Spark with existing batch schedulers such as Slurm and Univa's Resource Broker and their grid engine. And so we're going to continue to focus on these kind of solutions to help you take steps closer to running AI workloads on your existing HVC cluster.
1: Now, I know that you are deeply involved in the supercomputing community and very deeply involved in inclusion and the future of folks involved in supercomputing. Tell me about your activities there and how the supercomputing community comes together to foster the next generation of scientific computing experts. The
0: SC committee, so this year is our 30th year for SC18, And is a group of about 600 volunteers that put on this conference each year. And I would say, you know, four to 500 of them are really focused on the technical program. And then there's about 150 to 200 that are focused on how do you run a conference of this magnitude. It is the premier conference for high-performance computing. I have been very involved. I've been on various roles in the committee and the steering committee and, you know, chaired it in 14. And and this year, I have the pleasure of being the vice chair. But I think it's really important that we continue to drive this conference because there is a large element about bringing in that next generation. There is a large student program. Over 200 students participate in SC, and they're matched up to help with these volunteers across the whole conference. There's also activity focused on making it easier for people to attend this conference. So that includes offering child care. It includes helping people with disabilities. I mean, we're trying to make this a conference that anybody and everybody can attend. So I have been focused and led that effort about inclusion when we first started this in 2016. I am worried about our next generation. I think it's important that all of us think about how we're giving back to the community. This is one of the things I do to give back to the community. I also think we all need to be focused on mentoring and helping that next generation. So I encourage everybody to figure out how they can help. And if anybody wants to volunteer to be part of SC, we always need good volunteers.
1: That's fantastic. And hats off to you for that dedication to this important aspect of continuing the advancement for high-performance computing and scientific discovery. One final question for you, Trish. you shared some really important information about Intel, our products, and the advancement in the supercomputing space in general. Where can folks find out more information about Intel's engagement in high-performance computing and connect with you? in terms of engaging in conversations about what you and the team are doing within this space?
0: It's a great opportunity at SC18. We have a large booth with a lot of very interesting displays, so people will be able to see what we're doing in the space. I think it's also a great opportunity to just reach out to anybody at Intel. I mean, there's going to be a ton of us there. So, SC18 is obviously the place to be and to talk to the whole community of HPC. Also, the Intel website to get information about our products and what we're doing in this space. I think anybody in the HPC space loves to talk about what they're doing because it truly does change people's lives, impact scientific discovery. I mean, it's a great place to be.
1: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being on the program today, Trish. It's a real
0: pleasure. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization.